episode closed, where we have intimate conversations with today's thought leaders, change makers and disruptors to bring you tools, strategies and very insightful perspectives on personal and business growth, revealing the humanness of success and challenge. I'm Sally A. Curtis. I'm a content repurposing whiz. We work with brilliant individuals to help them leverage their content to engage their audience through the power of visuals, visual branded assets. What we're actually best known for is turning books into two years worth of dynamic social media posts. We simply provide a done for you service that amplifies your impact because you stand out, you de deeply connect and your message is heard and you reach more people with ease. Now today I am super excited to be bringing you a very fun, uh, an incredibly insightful episode and today we're going to be talking about course corrections and overcoming with Pat and Mary. Now let me give you a little bit of an indication about the two guests that we have on today. So Mary is a passionate speaker, a philanthropist, entrepreneur, author and an organisational strategist and Pat is an accomplished visionary leader who embodies the belief that women should be at the decision-making table. Both of these women are expert coaches, speakers and passionate about leadership, living a fulfilling life that's purposeful and connected um, and today I would love you to help me welcome to the show both Pat and Mary. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me and joining us. So happy to be here. I am delighted. Thank you very, very much. Now, I would love it because I didn't share a lot about your backstories. Both of you have got incredible backstories. If I can ask you to just share a little bit about your backstory as it relates to sort of success and overcoming and how you've got to where you are uh, today. If I can ask you perhaps to start, uh, Mary, and then I'll go up to Pat if we could do that, please. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, Australia, Missouri, everywhere in the world. So happy to be here. And um, wow, so my backstory started about a million years ago. Um, I have a 20 plus career as a professional actor and as a corporate organizational strategist. Uh, I fell into a, a role of uh, the C-suite, working as an EA in the C-suite. And it was supposed to compensate, pay for my acting career and all the endeavors and my, my films that I was going to make and everything. And it took on a different life of its own. But through those experiences kind of let me, left, led me up to my present experience in becoming a coach that works with people to navigate the course corrections of their lives. Um, I'm leaving out a lot of details. I have a little black kitty, and right now I live in one of the coldest places in the earth in the middle of the country of the United States. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And over to you, Pat, if you could share a little bit too, please. Hello, hello, everyone. I will tell my story as I, um, I was a teenage mom of two boys. From that, I went to, um, I attended school in the evening to earn my BS, my Bachelor of Science, and then I went on to get my MBA while I worked full time. Thus, that led me to becoming an entrepreneur, being a business owner, doing HR consulting. And from that, I ran into this organization 
that uh, ultimately I was their HR consultant, thus ended up a full-time employee. Um, and it's called Behavioral Health Response, BHR. We provide 24-7 crisis intervention for people dealing with mental illness. And so at that organization, from the HR manager all the way through till uh, for the last 10 years, I have been the CEO. I've been at the organization for 26 years, mm -hmm. and I'm talking in the now, but just on May 5th was my retirement date from BHR. So I'm moving on to my next thing. I also have a company, Pat Coleman, LLC, and in that company, I amplify uh, for women there and coach them in leadership positions all around the country, the country so that's yeah. me in a nutshell yeah so as you can see everyone very very accomplished women very very experienced in what they're doing completely underselling themselves because there's lots <laughs> more to the backstory so for those that are, uh, love a good snoop around to check people out they've got brilliant websites and there's lots of um, additional insightful information on there and i'm sure we'll unpack and really uh, reveal a little bit more as we get going in our conversation today so one of the things that i'd love you to talk about because obviously overcoming uh, and course corrections is something that you're both uh, involved in, in and both in incredibly different ways and sort of with lots of overlapping sim similarities. Obviously from uh, crisis response, Mary, uh, sorry, Pat, you would see lots of different things coming up. And Mary, with the coaching that you do, um, I remember reading on your website, you talked you know, about peeling back the onion layers and how, how, how when you give the opportunity to somebody to have a conversation around something that's going on from them you give them a you know a new perspective so there's lots of um there is lots of elements to course correction and overcoming so i'd love you to sort of share some of the things from either your own experience or the experience of people that you've worked with you know what are some of the common things that get in the way that sort of disrupt our trajectory of where we think we're going to be going yeah, that is, thank you for saying that, that it is layers because we're layers, we're layer upon layer. And um, I think what you were referring to, I love this, is that people come to me and they tell me their story, they open up and they share with me what's going on with them. And then I tell them what they actually said. <laughs> That's usually what happens. And then they're like, oh, is that what I said? And then we can move forward from there. But the yeah. question is great. Um, what I work on with my clients amidst a plethora of things, but four common roadblocks that keeps coming up for my clients. There's three noises that I, I give definition to. There is a white noise, a gray noise, and a black noise. And there is envy. The white noise is really the distractions of the world. Everybody's telling me that this is what I should do. This is where I should go, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's the gray noise, which is the discouragement. Now I'm on my path. I'm doing everything that I was supposed to. I've got my, I've got my checklist out. I've, I've followed the recipe. Exactly. And now it's not, it's not happening the way I thought it was supposed to happen. That's very key in that phrase. And then there's the black noise, which is really the distortions of the original desire, right? Mm. Um, you know, I thought I was supposed to be, you know, I started out as an actor and I want to be the best actor that I can. And we're right here. And there's this pendulum, right? And on this side of the pendulum, it's I'm better than Meryl Streep. 
And then, and then it goes to the other side and it, it becomes this perfectionism. Mm. And that's where the distortion, there's distortions on both sides, but this negative distortion creates a sense of perfection, which is a false sense of control. And it can also change the discourse around you. Now, no one is, is meeting your standards. And that can really create, create a lot of fiction and negativity. And then the fourth thing that I usually work with people on is envy. People don't think about this. Mm. When you're on your path, you are unique to who you are. Mm. You are special. You are for purpose, on purpose. And when you start comparing yourself to others, this this brings out this, this envious eye. And now, oh, I, I, I should also be making $10,000 a month at X, or I should look like X. Mm. Um, I think Oscar Wilde said it best. He said, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. taken and yeah. that is something that is so important when I'm working with people, because now we can focus on who you are, what's in the mm. rear view mirror that's mm. affecting you now. Mm. Yeah. Brilliantly explained. Yeah. Pat, over to you. Yeah. I'll come in on that. Uh, for me, you told it, you spoke it very well. And I will tell you, I have three of those roadblocks. I will tell you that what has stood in the way of me is me. And I think that everyone should always look at themselves and not to let the distractions or put the blame on others or it was because of this or because of that. It's about looking at yourself, looking at you to figure out what can I do about these roadblocks and not let the roadblocks overtake me. And so what has stood in my way has always been me. And for me, I'm always working on myself. And so you talk about those course corrections, but again, it's about overcoming. And I feel that we all can become experts in overcoming because either we're, we've overcome something, but there's always other things to overcome. So we may be in the midst of this overcoming. Uh, so when you really say overcoming, that doesn't mean that, oh, I have everything together and I have everything solved. It's just that I try to learn from those type of roadblocks to not stand in my way, okay? And so I will say I have this book, Overcoming, Living Our Best Lives in Spite Of. And a lot of things that stand in our way is the fact that to the core of things, there are usually some type of trauma if we, if we acknowledge it, right? For me, it was always, you know, some things I couldn't overcome or course correct because it was always they, them, he, she, her, and I never, it was never me. And until I decided to look at me, that is what helped me to be able to move forward uh, in course correction. Yeah, brilliant. And I think for, if I look at my own journey, I think one of the things that we, we do is it is very reflective outwards. And then when we do learn to reflect inwards and sort of look at ourselves and we have our growth, uh, I, I really appreciate what you're saying because you sort of you overcome something and you have that woohoo moment. And then there's the next thing to overcome. But that's the exciting, for me, that's the excitement of the roller coaster journey of what life is and what we are yet to learn 
learn and what yes. that learning is yet to teach us because those learnings are what in, inspires. It's just that when you're at the top of this, uh, you know, at the roller coaster ride, you're terrifying the, yourself and sometimes it's as scary as and sometimes, it get, you know, the facial expressions get a bit, you know, distorted and a bit ugly because <laughs> we're going through that thing at the moment that's bigger and scarier than the rest of us. Um, but that the ability to be self-reflective is um, I believe where that the opportunity for overcoming comes from. But how do, how have you found with the the women that you have in your book, and then obviously the women that you but you're working with, uh, Mary? How do you how, what's the tipping point or the point that actually enables somebody to suddenly switch and suddenly uh, suddenly see themselves? I suppose is what I'm asking here because I remember having. I call them life transitions where I sort of woke up at 40 and then I did the same thing at 50 where I just, you just sort of <laughs> suddenly see yourself differently and you just sort of take a different type of charge. Um, got a control freak that, uh, slash in there as well. So. <laughs> well type A I'm hearing here. <laughs> right. No, um, I don't know what you mean. It is such a great question because we've all been there. So we have this collective experience. And I think kind of going back to a little bit of what Pat had said, this really starts with a lot of self-awareness. Mm. The first thing I would say is let's celebrate those milestones. That's right. like it's, it can sound really empty, but the thing is, is that what you've got in the rear view mirror is what's serving you right now. Mm -hmm. And so to your point, Pat, um, kind of some of this trauma that comes up for people, when by the time they get to me, my mantra is let's use that. It isn't my job to heal the trauma, but let's let's move forward with what we have right now. So everything, all of that historical experience, those skills, those talents, those gifts, everything who you are right now is what's going to serve you moving forward. And this is where people usually come into this self-sabotage, this internal self-sabotage, this imposter syndrome stuff. And the key to that is really knowing your value, which is based on a lot of what you have in that <laughs> in that mirror, right? Yes. Yes. All so yeah. once you have that 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 knowledge of what your value is, now we can start gaining confidence. And this That's is right. the number one question that I have amongst most of the younger women that I work mm -hmm. with, which I think is so interesting in 2023 in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. How do I get more confidence? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it really just starts with self-inventory, right? That personal inventory. We take stock in what our personal currency again is. Now, again, we're being self-aware. We're yeah. being intentional about saying, what is my value? What is my worth? And that's the first step towards, towards gaining that. And it usually has, there's a language factor here. When I work with my clients on course corrections, they say, well, I want to change this and I want to change that. And, bah, 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 bah. and I'm like, we're not changing anything. You're beautiful who you are. Who you are right now is intrinsically perfect. We're not changing you. We're course correcting. We're course correcting something. That so we're taking true. all of that and we're pivoting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, beautiful. it does. And we're going to always have those aha moments, but it's up to us to be able to recognize them. And for me, I am a woman of faith. And so I do have this one liner and it says, kick fear in the butt. And <laughs> everyone has come in contact with me, know that I'm saying kick fear in the butt because again, it takes courage. And courage is something that we can, we can work on, something that 
we can realize that mm-hmm. I always tell people, even if you make a mistake in something, the majority of the time, people don't even know you made the mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. It's like, just say, well, just keep it moving because you have to have the courage and the confidence really uh, in order to be able to get there. But there will always be these aha moments if we recognize them and then after recognizing them, acknowledge them, right? And it takes time to get to that point. We all want, you know, when they talk about the microwave her age right now, we want everything done so fast. But if you go back, and you, aha, I can look back on the course of my life and realize that when this happened, I did this. You know, even if I made some wrong turns or whatever, I got something out of it because mm-hmm. I acknowledged that. Then the next time I can tweak it and I can do something else a little bit better or do it in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. As Mary said, you don't have to throw the whole kitchen sink away, yeah. you know, <laughs> that you can use. And so uh, definitely carriage and just kick fear in the butt. Yeah, it's all good. Love it. I love that. If I can just piggyback off of what you said, Pat, I, you know, as an actor, I lived in New York. Imagine that an actor in New York City lived there for years, love New York City. But one of the things that I learned very quickly is that if it was legal, do it. Who cares? You're probably never going to see those people again anyway. And at the very least, you're going to give people a laugh or you're going to make them think about something. Yeah. So. It, there is no room and there is no time for for not basically taking the chance or or at least being honest with yourself and and talking about that truth that you know let your yeah. ego get out of the way and be really honest and like you said take ownership of that yeah, and move yeah. forward with that and i love that we've talked about obviously celebrating and acknowledging and uh, courage and uh, le- i'm going to use my favorite words leverage you know leveraging what you've got and then tweaking yeah. it slightly and making it uh, something something more so i love that something more but what i'd like to dig into because we're hearing a lot about letting go and to me letting go of the right things and knowing what to let go of in its in in of itself is a courageous act so what insights would you have around letting go of the i suppose the right things and keeping uh, letting go of the right things and maintaining the th- other things yeah. that you want to move forward with i'll take that for me you know again a woman of faith so it's about let go let god but i tell you this it take a period of years to get to a point to where as you start to realize what to let go. For me, I would take, I would put all of these things on my calendar and wouldn't think that I was making a difference or there was any purpose if I just didn't do this, do that, do this. And I just think over a period of time, you start to, you know, filter out things that you know aren't, okay, it will be okay. It yeah. can be. Things to say you know, no I, to. We usually overwhelm ourselves. It's not about we were, we overwhelm ourselves. It's not Mm -hmm. others overwhelm us. And we can choose the things that we want to take care of. And so if you go into the professional world, I remember that uh, when I had did HR for so many years, I moved from HR to operations. Mm -hmm. It was so hard for me to let go of HR just to yes. let 
that particular role. Yeah. And it was just ridiculous to a point, you know, I started saying, that's not you anymore. You know, I had to start reminding Two myself, roles instead of take care of yeah. it anymore. You don't have to do this. And so that's just in the professional world. But even in your personal life, you'll realize that, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And it really is in the scheme of things, it is the small things that we let become bigger, Keep more working. usually what they should be. And then so that is some of the things that will tie us down if mm -hmm. we don't watch it. And we are very, 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 very adapt to that as women. Yes. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this, yeah. That's just a part of the way that we are made up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, the, the question that I ask my clients is usually what is it costing me mm. to keep holding on to this and how is it serving me yes yeah and to even get outside of that because i've also most of the work that i do is is predominantly faith-based mm. who is it serving yes yeah, really yeah who is it really so if, I'm moving, yeah. if i'm moving yeah. out of my own ego if i know that i am forgiven of my sin why am I holding on to that? Why am I allowing that to, why am I giving that permission basically to shape my course correction? That's right. So if I look at who, how it's serving me and who it is that I'm ultimately serving, if I know that I'm here for a reason, it's back to that, you know, what is my purpose and sort of knowing right. and all of that experience, all of that historical experience is serving that obviously, yeah. but a lot of that letting go it's like um, I, I talk a lot about, you know, the opposite of fear is not bravery. It's freedom. Right. Yes. Mm, very insightful. So if I'm holding everything in my hand that I love and that I cherish, but it's with an open hand, now somebody can work with it. Now the Lord can work with it. Mm. So it, it, it boils down to a lot of that self-serving or, or really serving others. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a funny mind game that we play with ourselves, but that's yes. why language is so important. We need to pay attention to the language, which means being aware and intentional yes. about how we're moving forward and how we're thinking about moving forward, because mm -hmm. that creates that emotion. We hear this that's all right. the time that dictates the action. And that mm -hmm. speaks volumes to those that are impacting right. Right. that we're impacting in our sphere and, and also ourselves, obviously. Mm, yeah, yeah, and that self-awareness is key to a lot of things. And mm. it's not easy for us to become self-aware. We have to really step outside of who we are. But in the course of all of this course correction, overcoming, I'm telling you, the heart of it is humility. Mm. If we can learn to humble ourselves. That's the, that's the key, and that's the goal mm. to awareness, mm. is humility. Yes. I love that. That's straight out of Proverbs, man. Humility <laughs> comes before honor. Yeah. I mean, that's I, that's perfect, Pat. It's so spot on. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Love it. It's encouraging. Now, yeah, absolutely. A part of that encouragement that you're both um, so attuned to is the work in which you do, obviously, with your clients. So I'd love to talk now um, as it relates to bring, bringing on the empowerment aspects of empowering those, um, you, you know, those new women leaders or those people that are wanting to change their lives. What is, what's the step? 
not necessarily steps or process, but what's your thoughts around how to actually help uh, and people empower themselves to give them that, you know, kick, to kick themselves up the butt while they, you know, they're getting um, their yeah. true north sorted out, etc. cetera. Yeah, um, I think, again, we're going back to self-awareness of mm. what, how, what is my value? Mm. Knowing what my value is, not just taking stock of, I have a Bachelor of Arts in German Linguistics and I have certification in theological studies from blah, 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 blah. Those are my credentials. Those are things that I have done to invest in myself, but knowing intrinsically who I am, knowing that I am really on on purpose, there is a reason for me that I was thought of before the earth was even formed, right? So it's sort of this really keen self-awareness and not even to over-spiritualize it. This is who you are. This is it. And I value you. You know, do you see the value in yourself? And I think a lot of times this letting go stuff is what's trumping the actual truth of our value. And so when we can get our heads wrapped around that and sort of sometimes what I say to people is, listen, let's just have a powerful conversation. It usually Mm -hmm. starts with a powerful conversation. Mm. And sometimes people are set and they're like, got it. Let's go. And then other times, a lot of people, it's, you got to wrap your head around it. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's the humility, but it's also the ego. It's also this, you know, women do this to our, you know, it's like, I'm not good enough. I have to be everything to everyone all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of that clouds, a lot of that. So it's, it's baby steps. But when you can partner with somebody to do that, it makes it a lot easier. Magic, yeah. And let Pat, me tell I you something. My, yeah. my, it was just been on me. Let me tell you something. My parents taught me and my siblings. And I remember they're saying, Pat, take your eyes off yourself and put yeah. them on others and you will be blessed. And so for me, even with the, the CEO rope title that I had for many years of where I just left, you know, people um, uh, reference it to it as the chief uh, executive officer. But I've always said that I am the chief empowering officer. Nice. Because nice. what I learned how to do is for, for people, cute. for them to be successful, for me to be successful, for the organization to be successful, you have to learn how to empower others. Uh, and, and, and through empowering others, believe it or not, that pops on to you. Mm. And you learn how to empower yourself. Mm. And that comes first with taking your eyes off of you and putting them on others. Mm. It's also a great first step in sort of working towards some of that, working off, I should say, some of that trauma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, great distinction there. I love that. So I also, in in this conversation, I'm also getting the essence that um, both of you are incredible storytellers which is part of where yeah. i think a lot of empowerment comes through is is through storytelling so i'd love if if you've got a story or an, um, a case study or however you want to whatever title you want to put that around i'd love you to share a story of empowerment hope was another word that popped into my head as we were talking about particularly for those people that are um that are sitting in that spot where they're you know they're sort of they're ready to do something but they feel a bit stuck but they're excited about you know taking that next step i'd love you to share an example or a story around that empowerment and that hope and that you know getting to that next step of finding and really feeling that exhilarating life and that purposeful life that they're looking for 
Yeah, you know, I've taken things to whereas you'll hear people say things like, I, you know, stand on the, the you know, stand on the shoulders of others. Well, am I going to let that stay on my shoulders or am I going to get up and do something about it? Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, it's like, you know, taking that step, taking that step and moving forward when it comes to empowerment. Um, there, the story that I can tell you is the reason I'm able to, to, to just be before you today with all of the experiences that I share in the book um, was the fact of being a teenage mother, being a black female teenage teenager, two sons. They had two sons to raise in this world, right? And so when you you talk about all of these things that I, I had to go through with my sons, we experienced as a family everything that there could be, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the racial disparities, racial profiling, mm-hmm. being not treated well in school. Mm-hmm. But if people looked at us today, they wouldn't believe that all of what we've been through, that we wouldn't be thriving the mm-hmm. way that we are thriving. And mm-hmm. that comes from being empowered to learn how to even be an advocate for mm-hmm. my sons. And so what I tell people, that's my story, but you can, you can be an advocate for someone in your family. You can be an advocate for your children if, if they probably wouldn't have made it where they're at today if mama wasn't on point, on course, always up in other people's faces because I dare <laughs> not treat them well. You know, they tried, but I learned how to really advocate for my sons. And so that started to empower me to learn how to advocate even for myself, mm. even in the work world, being a black female CEO, sitting at the table, just me around all of these. And, and so for me, it, it helped me to learn how to advocate, become mm. empowered to know how I can live my life moving forward and be someone that, that others look to look look at and give them encouragement. If I can do it and I can stand here and talk to you today, you can do it as well. Well, yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Pat. Mary, I see your phone ticking. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what do I pick? Um, (laughs) You know, I think the the best story that I can honestly come up with is my most recent one. You know, I had... I still have a career. I'm still a professional actor. I still do voiceover. But, you know, the biggest shift for me was saying, and and this is, you know, my personal walk was I'm supposed to be an actor. Everyone is telling me that I'm really good at this. I'm getting lots of encouragement. It seems like the path. And I loved it. I love being on stage. I love being on in front of a camera. Um, but it was like, this is what I want to do. Now, God, can you anoint this? Because I've got it all set up for you. Thanks. Yeah, let's go. And, and then when I was around 51 and had mm-hmm. some really pivotal course corrections of my own, it was like, okay, I did this. It, this has been, I've been going up the wrong road. You've been blessing me anyway, yeah. but I got to make some changes. And then everything started to click. Wow. And I made this huge shift at 51 years old to completely <laughs> leave a very lucrative career in corporate and you know a very nominal acting career to be the extraordinary something else that i was supposed to be in the next chapter and you know 
Sally, you asked the question, it's like, what, what could be that one thing that helps people get that to that next step? Mm. And I would say the most encouraging thing is it is really scary to make that next step, right? You're on the precipice of something. Maybe you feel that it's in your bones, but you, you know, there's that fear and yay, surprise. I love it, you know? And I would say, you know, if you're looking into the abyss, there's all this unknown, right? And we usually Mm -hmm, say, but mm -hmm. I'm fearful. Well, let's shift the mindset and say, well, if there's all of this unknown, then aren't there also infinite possibilities? Yeah. And, you know, why wouldn't you want to take this step? You know, where are you at in life? Who cares if you're 50 or if you're 80 or if whatever? I know people say that's not very practical. And we all live by our 401ks and our vanguards and all of this. It's like, man, it's, it's, it's so temporary. Life is here to be lived. And um, there's going to be pain. There's going to be struggle. It's going to be hard work, but you are you and you make up your own, you design your life. So do you want someone else to design your life or do you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. Can I quickly add something about voiceover? You mentioned voiceover and that got to me, you know, I've all my, well, I have a, a, a coarse and heavy voice. And so as I was coming up and I'm talking to people over the telephone and they say, sir, to me, or they say, so I started to not like my voice. Oh, right? no. Wow. I did. And I started to not like it. What ended up happening, people started saying, do you sing? You have this particular kind of voice. And so from that, I thought about it. And so I decided to record myself. And so I took a voiceover class. And so in that class, I had to do all of these commercials. It was so much fun. And I ended up getting a couple of voiceover jobs because of I took something that I didn't care too much Love for, it. decided that, you know what, let me check this out and see what's happening with me because others are saying this. So I do know that you can be encouraged. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Even by some things that you didn't, didn't, then you know there could be a value of, to you in your life uh, down the road. So that's right. Even our perceived weaknesses, our strengths, our perceived yes, strengths, yes, yes. our perceived weaknesses. Yeah. So again, it, is it about perception? Is it about reality? Just do it. Just do it. And I'm just going to add to that because we've just touched on something here. And this to me is the voice because we've actually all talked about our voices in different ways. So my version of that was that when I turned 50, I suddenly, I, I refer to it, I refound my voice. But it was, it was still that quiet voice and it was still that voice that was just that one directional. And for me, like Pat, I went on and did uh, an additional course. I went and did some improv. So I could not have as many of those conversations where I'd have a conversation and I'd go get in the car and go, I wish I'd said this or I wish I'd done that and I wish I didn't swallow those two words and blah, 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 blah. So the I went and did an improv course because I could have the, instead of the but, I could have the and there's this and there's this and I could learn to be more adaptive in my conversation. So I felt that I, instead of being that one-dimensional voice, I could have a multitude of voices but I could be yeah. adaptive in, in the place. Uh, in the, in the moment and in the now, so to speak, and I think that um, sort of comes into one of the other questions that I had. And often I have uh, varying conversations with different people around that um, friends and those sorts of things that say, "Oh, you've had some really great people on the show. Um, you know, everyone's great, great leaders." But you know, is is 
change constant you know are we constantly creating uh, you know course corrections and i sort of marry that back to you know when somebody gets their website done for the first time they go whoa the website's done i'm never gonna have to touch it again (laughs) 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 and we uh, we all know that our websites and our linkedin and all those things change constantly because we change constantly and I think that in itself is the celebration is to acknowledge and accept that change and course corrections is uh, constant. So I'd love, you know, as we, as we get towards the end, your sort of work, final words on that um, as well, please. Yeah, it's it's so good. And I just want to note the improv class, so proud of you because also <laughs> what you cannot say in an improv class is no. You have to say yes. <laughs> True. It's scary. It can yes. be really scary. But anyway, um, yes, we are constantly course correcting. Another term for that is growth. Yes. Get up in the morning. I had a I had a an acting coach actually say to me one time, I was just very concerned. I felt very stagnated in what I was doing and blah, blah, blah. And, and she said, Mary, get up tomorrow morning. Just wake up and try not to grow. Try not to grow in some way. You can't do it. It's impossible. You will breathe. You will get out of bed. You will make coffee. So I think, again, we're going, I I hate to sound like this merry-go-round, but we're going back to self-awareness and intentionality with that awareness and being really honest with ourselves and knowing that we have the value to move forward Mm. and take that next course correction. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yes, being intentional is key. Um, And then the word growth, you are correct about growth, but being intentional, we have to stay intentional because it's inevitable. Mm. Change is inevitable. And either we're going to get stuck in change, that's right, or either we're going to get stuck in it, or we're going to, you know, go with the flow, you know, if it's flowing instead of staying stuck, you know, let's just go and go with it. You know, who moved my cheese? We can go back to as far as that, uh, which is because it's that constant and we have no control over change. There's nothing that we can control over change. Although I know all of us are A type people, so we have a little. Control I was just going to. I was just feeling oh the disagreement God. there. I, 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 I could. You know, well, I mean, the only. <laughs> I, I think that's a great point because the only constant is change. Yeah, but what we do right. have control over, to a certain degree, yeah. is our choices. Yes. yes. I can choose yes. to react or respond. Bond, yes. That's right. The two are very, very different, right? So the language is important, but that mm-hmm. choice in what I do right now in this moment, do I experience road rage or do I maybe consider that maybe the person in front of me is trying to drive really mm-hmm. slowly because they've had too much to drink? Are, is there a, is somebody giving a baby? They're having a baby in the seat next to them. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yes. So that choice that I make in those moments is really the only thing that I can kind of, that's what I've got permissive will in. That's right. And be intentional. Be intentional about um, maybe I'm not happy today, but I don't want to bring everyone down into my spirit. So I'm going to be intentional about smiling. If I don't do anything else today, I'm going to smile, especially when I'm around other people. You know, if you just smile somehow, you'll have a hard time not making things a little better, even Mm -hmm. if it's just in that moment. So Mm -hmm. we have to stay intentional when we're talking about change. We have to be intentional about our attitudes, 
about the way we're moving, the way that we're flowing, the way that we're uh, having um, uh, contact with other people, building relationships, that comes with being intentional. Yeah, the attitude determines the altitude. Yeah, yeah. I know, I'm talking in bumper sticker, but I just love it, I couldn't resist. Yeah, I've got to add some bumper stickers to that because um, a part of uh, listening to both of you, one of the th- things that keeps coming up for me is feel feel the fear and uh, do it anyway. Have it, but I am I do love uh, discovery and adventure, so I sort of uh, often feel that whoa, being right at the edge with your arms out, and you know I love the wind and sort of taking that stepping uh, that stepping yes. off that level of courage or in my words is brave at second you know a couple of seconds of brave insanity <laughs> not everybody loves that but that's that that's that insanity moment for me but that's the exhilaration of change not everybody I, but I know that about myself so I can play with that to move and propel myself forward because I can yeah. make it a game not everybody understands that and that that acknowledgement mm-hmm. or that understanding and that intention of how you play the game with yourself the game of life to get them more out of it um to me is part of one of the the acknowledgements of understanding uh, uh, what uh, sorry one of the gifts of understanding who you are and how you choose to play and how you can play along with yourself if that makes sense can i just hook on to that because that that is so good and i would say to those that are struggling with not knowing who they are or really having that sort of self-awareness that it's still okay if you mm. if you hear that now mm. you're just in mode of new discovery you Correct. because you can make the next choice right That's right so even though you think you don't maybe you've been told you are someone your whole life by someone outside so that's an environmental stressor right or a social mm. stressor but now i can i can make the intentional pat yes. the intentional choice to move mm. outside of that because i can discover who i am so now who am right. i do I like knitting? Do I like speed racing? I don't know. Both, maybe. I don't know. Just not but, both at the same time. Yeah. Sorry. yeah maybe yeah. not at the same time. I love that. Yes. Nancy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would say that definitely, again, it goes back to being intentional. It goes back to kicking fear in the butt. It mm. goes back to how do you figure out how to get unstuck? So those mm. are the people that you want, you know, that... I like to talk to the people that feel that they are stuck. Let's just have a conversation. And if you just make that one decision, I'm empowering you. So if you could just make that one decision to try this one thing or try this other thing or whatever it takes, because as long as we go to sleep and as long as we're waking up, the world is not going to wait on us. Time is going to keep moving forward. So do we stay stuck or do we move forward? So being intentional about that. Uh, helps to be empowered and helps us to course correction when necessary. Yeah, very much so. Thank you. And uh, Mary, if I can ask you as we get to the end, if you could share a little bit more as to how people can uh, best get in contact with you, um, some type of invitation, and then I'll ask uh, Pat to do the same. Perhaps, Pat, you might want to share a little bit more about your book uh, because I think that would be very relevant for the uh, audience as well. Yes. Thank you, Sally. You, it's very easy to get in touch with me. Um, obviously, I have my website, compasscoaching.com. Uh, coaching is spelled with a K. 
Um, and you can also get in touch with me if you just email info at compasscoaching.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook, and I have a podcast, Questions and Course Corrections. Yeah. Um, and you can hear that anywhere you uh, like to listen to your podcasts. And there's a season on there, and I'm working on season two right now. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank yes. Uh, listen, number one bestseller in the U.S. and the bestseller in the U.K. and Canada on last year. It's overcoming living our best life in spite of. It's myself and 32 other Black women. We all did one chapter. It's an anthology. We did one chapter sharing about what we've overcome or what we're still overcoming. And to the crux of it, it talks about uh, we as women, we talk about I told you my situation. There are people that there's a story in there about going from Harlem to Harvard. There's a story about sexual abuse. There's a story about, you know, there's a story about uh, what is it in a name? There's a story that whatever, as women, if you read this book, you'll find yourself in there somewhere and how people got from where they at and where they're, you know, where they've been and where they're at today. And the way to get in touch with me is through the website patcolemanllc.com, or you can email me at pat at patrcoleman.com. And I am, you can't find me on LinkedIn. That is, um, that's my space. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much, ladies. I would just like to um, to sort of uh, add, add to that in saying that we've all got... Uh, brilliant stories. We've all had uh, amazing things, good and bad, happen to us. We all know people that we sort of look at that have had incredible trauma and still triumphed. There is infinite opportunities for us to grow, for us to learn and for us to discover ourselves so we can become the person with the life that, uh, that we choose and the impact that we want to create for those all around us. I think that uh, out of today's conversation is, uh, is the, our gift to you, but is also our invitation to all of you is to find your people to help you bust through the next barrier of the thing that's getting in your way. Find the people that have got a story to share with you, a book that's got something in it, a coaching session that may just um, uncloud something and help you have that forward movement. Um, everybody, uh, I believe, on the planet is here to help everybody else and co collectively we can make a difference for everybody. Um, so I would like to say uh, thank you to both of my guests today, Pat and Mary, and if you've got mm. any final closing words, uh, please, I'll let you um, have the floor before we close out. Kick ahead, fear Pat. in the butt. Wait, what did you say? I said kick fear in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, thank you, Sally. Thank you, Pat, for sharing your stories with me and, and just letting me join this conversation. I would just say to everybody out there who's struggling with a course correction or just taking that first step to remember that, you know, your opinion of me is none of my business. Take the step. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Get it out of the way and just take that step for course correcting. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, um, ladies. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you next time on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Till now, till then, have a great time and speak to you soon. Take care. Bye.